0: Well, Jalen and I, I was quite pleased this morning. Turned on uh, 6.30 chat at Mm -hmm. 9 a.m., as I often do. And whose voice did I hear? Our our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, uh, talking with uh, Kelsey Campbell. Of course, he's in town uh, as part of his town hall tour. He's going to be at Edmonton's McEwen University Mm -hmm. tonight. Um, And I know he's been doing... uh, press throughout the day, media throughout the day, yeah. although he started uh, with us, which is nice.
1: Yeah, this is his uh, sixth stop on this cross-country tour of his. Uh, tonight's uh, town hall begins at 7 o'clock. The doors open at 5 though, and uh, you're being urged to arrive early because they say access will be first come, first served. Uh, the Robbins Health Learning Centre at 109 10 104th Avenue. You'll have to check your, your bags, all of that sort of stuff. You'll get wristbands, large coats, jackets, Bags not permitted inside the gymnasium, and there will be a mandatory coat check in place. So be aware of that yep. if you are going. And and you know what, it hasn't been smooth sailing for the prime minister on on uh, any of these town halls lately. There's been some
0: some no. tough questions. And and I know uh, we've got the uh, interview with uh, Kelsey, and I would like to listen to that uh, it, right near the end. It's interesting. You'll hear the prime minister say these town hall meetings can be quite. And he pauses, and I think he would the word that came. To his head was entertaining, but he didn't say it. <laughs> uh, but they are quite entertaining. So,
1: as Andrew uh, me- mentioned earlier today, uh, Kelsey Campbell was granted an interview with the Prime Minister. Here it is. Uh, good morning, Prime Minister.
2: Good morning, Kelsey.
3: In May, you said your government's support for the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion would not change, even if the position of a new provincial government did. In light of BC's move yesterday and Premier Notley threatening a trade battle and even legal action, at what point do you step in?
2: Oh. Wh- and it's important to understand that provinces have differences of opinion and different approaches all the time. And one of the reasons we have a national government to oversee national interests is to step up for the interests of, of all Canadians. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. We made a determination uh, a number of months ago that the Kinder Morgan pipeline was in the national interest. Uh, it's important to get our oil resources to uh, markets other than the United States uh, for the Alberta economy, for the Canadian economy to continue to grow, and we need to do that safely. Uh, We were uh, assured, and we did the science and we did the research. Uh, The Kinder Morgan pipeline is not a danger to the BC coast, particularly not given the billions of dollars that we've invested in the Oceans Protection Plan, Uh, and that pipeline is going to get built. We will stand by our decision. We will ensure that the Kinder Morgan pipeline gets built.
3: Alberta's NDP boasted an increase of 51,000 new jobs last year but the quality of the jobs are in question. Is this an alternative energy discussion or what message do you have for former chief engineers three years into underemployment?
2: Well- and that's one of the reasons why we need to get our, uh, our resources to new markets. We can't be simply trapped uh, in the American market. And that's why uh, getting this pipeline built, which has been uh, waited for a long time, is something that this government is, is serious about. Uh, the recovery in the Alberta economy is coming slowly. But if we want to keep it and if we want to make sure that it uh, does impact positively on families and workers across the province. Uh, We've got to keep moving forward on responsible projects like the Trans Mountain.
3: Current and former political staffers have suggested that Kent Hare's sexual harassment allegations are just the beginning. And not unlike Hollywood, we've seen immediate resignations. Is Bill C-65 the answer or does there need to be an independent nonpartisan committee in place to field harassment complaints?
2: Well, I think Bill C-65 is is a, a good step in the right direction. I mean, we're bringing in proper, proper human versus protections and a process in all federally regulated workplaces, including obviously the federal government, that's going to address bullying, harassment and uh, sexual misconduct. Uh, but we know that just legislation isn't. The only solution. Uh, We have to be changing our attitudes and our approach in the workplaces. We need to be more supportive of uh, women, of minorities in the workplace. Uh, There's a massive culture shift that has to go on, and there's going to be a lot of reflecting on how to move forward the best possible way. And there's no one solution, there are many solutions that we all have to work on together.
3: You acknowledge that there is a culture. Did it take the Me Too movement for government to realize the depth of this issue?
2: Uh, no, I've been aware of this issue for a long time, and that's why when issues came forward a number of years ago after just becoming uh, a leader, uh, I took immediate action. There has always uh, been a culture of zero tolerance in, in my own uh, office and under my leadership, uh, and it's great to see uh, others, uh, others coming along to that finally.
3: In the case of Kent Hare's resignation and the investigation that is following and Calgary Skyview's MP Darshan Kang resigning in August, you've essentially lost two of only four Liberal MPs in our province. What impact does that have on your government's representation and influence here in Alberta?
2: Uh, well, we have uh, two amazing, uh, strong voices in uh, Amarjeet Sohi and uh, R- uh, Randy Boissoneau who are doing a great job uh, speaking up strongly for, uh, for Edmonton, obviously, but for all of Alberta. Uh, but uh, for sure, we're, uh, we're looking at getting uh, more representation uh, in the next election. We're working hard on the ground right across the province because we know uh, that Albertans uh, want to uh, have a voice in government.
3: The date of legalization has been rather ambiguous, and I recognize there are many challenges. But when can our local eager entrepreneurs mark their calendars and start scheduling their grand openings for their cannabis businesses?
2: Uh, We've uh, promised that it'll be this summer, and it will be this summer. Uh, As I've said a couple of times, uh, we're not going to make it July 1st, because we're going to keep that uh, to celebrate Canada Day. Uh, But uh, it's going to be important that we move forward quickly on uh, better protections for our kids and getting the uh, criminal uh, profits out of of the marijuana trade. Uh, Right now uh, our kids under the current system aren't uh, being properly protected because they find it easy uh, to access marijuana, and criminal organizations are making six billion dollars a year off of the profit of marijuana Uh, that's got to stop and that's what we're moving forward on
3: yesterday the district attorney in san francisco said that thousands of people arrested over the past 43 years for marijuana related crimes will see their convictions disappear can we expect the same retroactive application here in canada
2: that's something I've promised to look at once we bring in a legalized regime. But until there is a legal regime in place, the current law, uh, as, as uh, flawed as it is and as ineffective as it is to protect Canadians, uh, will remain the law.
3: Prime Minister, thank you for your time. I do have to ask why it is so important for you to come to these town halls and to speak face-to-face with Edmontonians.
2: Oh, for me, uh, connecting with people directly in town halls is, uh, is one of the most important things that I can do as Prime Minister, remembering uh, the people I uh, am here to serve, uh, hearing directly from them on their concerns, on uh, the tough questions they'll be asking, but uh, understanding where their priorities are, what the issues are that matter to them is really important. But I think it's also really healthy in a democracy that citizens get an opportunity uh, to come meet with and uh, you know, directly challenge in some cases. Uh, the uh, the folks who uh, who are uh, are their representatives.
3: That has not always been so the look- case, and for that I am very grateful. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to tonight. It's going to be a, a great uh, a great opportunity to hear directly from uh, Edmontonians and uh, and have a lot of fun. These are always uh, uh, unpredictable but uh, highly uh, highly effective conversations and exercises in democracies for everyone.
3: Thank you so much, Prime Minister.
2: It's a real pleasure, Kelsey.
3: Kelsey Campbell and Prime Minister
1: Justin Trudeau earlier this morning. Again, Prime Minister Trudeau in town tonight for a town hall meeting. With Edmontonians uh, at McEwen University gets underway at 7. Doors open at 5.
0: If you're not able to make it down or not able to get in, we'll be live streaming that. Uh, You can go to our site, 630ched.com, and on the uh, uh, opening page we'll have that for you. I'm proud to say my son will be attending. Oh, is he going? Yeah, he's got an interest in it, and I I applaud him. At his age, he's taking a real interest in politics, and he has a couple of questions he'd like to ask. Oh, wonderful. uh, I can't wait to see how that turns Um,
1: out. I did, um, you know, following up on... uh, The question about um, the the pipeline and Mm -hmm. what's going on with uh, BC was pleased to hear what the Prime Minister said there. Again, we'll see what happens over the next... He seemed quite clear on his answer. He he did seem very clear Mm -hmm. uh, uh, on that. The one thing that I, I just don't understand where it changed... Again, is the July 1st for the legalization of
0: marijuana. Do you know, I totally remember hearing July July 1st. 1st. Now, but here's the thing, and I've sort of looked into that a little bit the last time we talked about it, and it was uh, like Health Canada, or or it was one of the official websites, Mm. um, put that uh, date down. But honestly, I could not find the Prime Minister saying it. Mm. So perhaps a miscommunication between the prime minister's office and a departmental uh, office. But yeah, July 1st was the one we were all saying.
1: Oh, everyone was was saying it. But no, we're going to keep that as Canada
0: Day. Which, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, that would be a heck of a good Canada Day. (laughs) (laughs) Really. (laughs) I mean, do you remember the night the Liberals got elected? Uh, mm-hmm. If you went to any of the uh, offices or any of the campaign headquarters, um, the smell of weed was rather predominant. Heard it, heard that from so many different people out in the parking lots. I think it was sort of, uh, well, here we go. For many people, that was the one issue they cared about the most. They couldn't wait to fire up. And Because I know one reporter, I won't say who, said... <laughs> I didn't, didn't hear that at all. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, off air, I'll tell you okay. who all told me. But several reporters that you know, Mm-hmm. Um, and one asked, you, you know it's not legal yet, right? But it's going to be. But it's going to be, but yep. you can still get charged. Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
1: that was the other question that Kelsey asked about, you know, the people who have been charged with uh, with possession. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, are things going to be wiped uh, clean? I mean, that's what the Emery's have been fighting for. That's right. For, for ages. But uh, no, the law is the law. The law is the law, yep. Uh, again, the Prime Minister in town, that town hall getting underway at 7 o'clock tonight. The doors open at 5. Um, they're suggesting that you arrive early because access will be granted on a first-come, first-served basis. <music>
0: Jalen uh, Knight. Yeah, my friend. Still on the topic of uh, politics for a moment, if we could. We saw an interesting story this morning, and nothing settled on it yet, but I thought it was an interesting little ditty, uh, especially as you peel the, la- the layers of this story away. There is a 26 year old University of Ottawa law student. Yeah, uh, I
1: he- like this. I
0: do too. He's suing basically um, to allow the Election Act to change so that Canadians can vote none of the above.
1: So instead of going in. In and destroying about exactly. that sort of stuff, actually having it checked off, none of the above.
0: Right, and the argument is, and by the way, uh, in a statement from uh, of defense from the Justice Department. They're saying, well, there's no freedom of speech uh, issue here because people can spoil their ballot or people can not vote mm. or whatever. But his point is more important than that. His point is this. If you spoil a ballot, maybe you didn't like any of them. Maybe you just f- didn't fill it out correctly. Maybe you just spoiled the ballot. Right, like maybe you folded it wrong. Like So there's no indication of how many people were completely dissatisfied with the candidates presented. And
1: wouldn't that be fascinating at the end yes. of the day, to tally up all those numbers of people who just said no, none of the above. I am not interested in the people, the policies, right. the platforms of any of these uh, these parties. I
0: I really think you know on the surface it seems like a silly little story, but I think it's an important one because I think based on what you just said depending on what the numbers are that should be a wake-up call for the parties to say you know what you're not fielding the candidates that we want or you don't have the policies that we're in support of if that number were significant and the only way to know if that number is significant is to to allow that that. and i think as well for all those individuals who say i don't like any of them i'm not voting this would give them a reason to go vote go tell them you don't like any of them
1: and i and, and wouldn't it be interesting as well if we could glean from none of the above the reasons mm-hmm. why and what you would like to see and the possibility of opening up another party, developing another sure. party. Now, I don't think, I think there would be so many differing views and, and, and whatnot, but I think that you could really learn a lot. I do too. Or the, the, the parties out there could learn yes. a lot about and I, what's
0: going on. I honestly think it would help voter turnout. I really do. Because I think a lot of people feel like it doesn't matter who mm-hmm. they vote for, nothing's going to change. This would be a way, as I say, of putting a voice to that concern mm-hmm. and saying, you're not putting the right candidates before us.
1: And because how many of us hold our nose or have held our nose and yes. said, "Okay, we're going to vote for the lesser of three evils." Right, right,
0: rather than vote exactly. Yeah. Yep.
1: Huh? What do you think about that one, Chedville Let us know. None Ooh. of the above.
0: And what happens if none of the above gets elected?
1: Oh, that might.
0: That's awkward. Oh, that could be part of the reason. Do you know what? I should just run as none of the above. <laughs> <laughs>
1: to take you up to the three o'clock news here with eileen bell still to come on the 6 30 ched afternoon news santana tickets
0: that's right and,
1: Santana uh, tickets.
0: And since we've been talking politics in the first hour of this program. We're going to change things up? Well, we're going to take a look at how the British do politics. Oh, very politely. Very, very, those very politely, things. very politely. So wrong, yeah,
1: if we could yeah. only have that. Um, <laughs> again, the City Ford Face-Off show gets underway today at 5.30. Puck drop at 7 as your Oilers take on the avalanche.
0: The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.